0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode. So, like I mentioned last time, this episode is gonna be a little bit more about me. Um, it's gonna be a longer episode just because I want to, I want y'all to get to know me on a personal level. Cause, like I said, I want to be relatable and I want people to know that everything ain't always butterflies and rainbows, you know? So, if you didn't listen to the last one, uh, my name is Jade. I go by Simone. Um, I'm 25. I grew up in College Park, Georgia. I grew up, I'm from Atlanta. I was born at Piedmont Hospital. And then people are like, oh, you from Atlanta? Or like, where are you from? Like, no, I was born at Piedmont, downtown Atlanta. So please, don't try me. Um, <laughs> if you look up the address, it's going to say Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I went to Mary Bethune Elementary School. Um, my mother was blind. And what's crazy is kids thought I was lying about this shit. Like, for some reason, I guess kids thought I was lying about it. I don't know. Somehow it just, it got out eventually. Um, I didn't go around really talking about it too much because it was just my life. You know, like, it wasn't something that came up in conversation. Like, there were times I would forget to tell people that my parents was blind. Like, it was just so normal to me that I would forget. Like, my friends would come over, I'd be like, oh, shit. Before we go in here, like, my parents is blind, so don't don't be weird about it. And I'm like, how you going to spring that on somebody? But <laughs> that's just, I don't know, that's how, it wasn't a big deal to me. It was my life, and I really didn't know nothing else, so I guess. Um, I know this is not going to sound real, y'all, but my mom used to go to work, and I would go to school. So when I was younger, I would walk to school. School was around the corner from where we lived, so my mom would get up mind you, completely blind, like, her eyes was made out of glass, like, they gave her glass eyes when she was a kid, so, she would get up, she would walk to the bus stop, get on the MARTA bus, because if you're from Atlanta, you know, you know about that MARTA, I don't know if it's still called that or not, but, she would get on the MARTA bus, she would go to the MARTA station, the train station, get on the train, go downtown, excuse me, get off, And I used to go to um, a Head Start downtown across the street from the building that she used to work at. So I've been with her while doing this. So she used to drop me off at um, a Head Start and then she would walk a block up the street to go to work every day. And once I started going to elementary school that was around the corner from the house, I would get up and I would walk to school by myself in the morning. And she would do the same thing every day. Sometimes she would catch rides. Sometimes she would. um, She would get on. The disability bus. Because like there was a. um, I forget what it's called. I don't mean to call it the disability bus. But she would get on the public transportation. That would take her at least to the train station. Like I don't know everything. Because I was a little kid. But I did see some things. Um, So that's how it worked. And then when she got off. She would come get me from school. She would walk up to my school, come get me. We would walk home. And then after I got older, I would just walk home from school just because I could. Like, I'm sure she didn't want to keep paying for that after school program. So once I got older and school let out, I just would walk home once I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade. um, I went to McNair Middle School. I, I wasn't there very long. We moved shortly after. <clears throat> I found out that Gunner went to McNair, and anybody who went to McNair with us, when did gunner go to McNair? Because, what the fuck, was he there when we was there? He probably came after I left, or whatever, but I didn't know that, so that's cool. Um, But yeah, <laughs> so when people meet me and they try to downplay or discredit my experience, just because... I know how to code switch, I can speak properly, I know how to articulate, I know how to pronounce my words clearly, um, and I don't carry myself like a ratchet girl, then they think that I don't know struggle, or they think I don't know about hard times. And honestly, I really, I kind of had it, I had it better, but my situation was worse probably than any of my friends, and I don't think they ever knew that. Um, we didn't have no car, like, we didn't, certain things was harder to do than it was for other kids. Like, we had to get rides everywhere, or we had to figure out, you know, it, everything that we did had to be planned out. Um, so, as I got older, or as I do get older, I try not to judge people too much, because people never knew my situation. And just as easily as people never knew my situation... I don't know nobody else's situation. But what I will say is I never expected anybody to feel sorry for me. Cuz I was a happy kid. Like I didn't suffer. Like when people they heard about it or they found out about it, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry." And it's like, "What you sorry for? There's nothing to be sorry about. Nothing to be sorry about. Um my mama was smart. She was educated. She had drive. She had motivation. And she was going to get it done. Majority of the time, if she could get it done, she was going to get it done. So there was no reason for anybody to feel sorry for me. Sure, you know, I didn't get to do as many school after after school activities um, outside of school stuff. But I was okay with that. And I know, really, I know she felt bad that I had to miss out on some stuff. And I'm not mad at that even now. Like, I know she must have felt like I didn't get a complete childhood experience. But in all honesty, I really did. Um, I experienced things that a lot of other kids didn't experience, honestly. Um, I didn't know that there was kids that had never been on an airplane before. There was kids that never left the state that they lived in. Um, I was 10 I was already on planes going out of town by myself. I spent summers out of state. Like, I was I was in Chicago damn near every summer. Like, I was gone all the time. Um, I've been in Disney World. I've been to Disney World twice. I've done so many different things in my life that my mother's disability wasn't as much of a bad thing as, or it wasn't hindering and as crippling as people imagined it was for me and I say this to say I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me I hope nobody ever feels sorry for me even now um so moving forward I was I was always allowed to have my own thoughts and opinions about things like, my mama never talked to me like a kid. She never dumbed things down for me. If we had a conversation, it was like she was talking to another adult. Like, I had to, it was almost like, (laughs) it was almost like my mind needed to meet her where she was at. Like, she wasn't going to dumb it down. Like, either you're gonna understand, or like, you're gonna have to, because you're smarter than this. Like, you're better than this. Like, you're gonna have to Pretty much use your brain, basically. So it was what it was. Um, I'll admit, once I got to high school, I didn't get to express myself very much though. I was, (laughs) I was considered undesirable, but I still, I still lived my life. Like I had low self esteem, but somehow I still had confidence. Like I could go up to anybody and talk to them. Like it didn't bother me. Like people looked at me a certain type of way, but I'd never. I never looked at myself like that. Like, over time, people made me look at myself that way. But straight out the gate, like, I never was... I never had a problem with myself until people's words started to get to me. Um, But at first, I was confident as hell, y'all. I didn't care. If If I wanted to talk to somebody, I'll talk to them. If I wanted to do something, I did it. It didn't matter to me. If I wanted to be your friend, I would come and talk to you. Like, you know... So, I don't know. <laughs> I I was still very confident, like I said, um, because I was taught that I'm not better than nobody else. I was taught that nobody's better than me, and I'm not better than nobody else. Because we all play in the same game, and we're on the same level. Everybody's on the same playing field. You're not better than nobody else. So, don't you ever think that. And don't let nobody make you feel like they're better than you. So, I try to go back to the old house um anytime that I'm home I try to go back to the old house that I used to stay at anytime if I'm driving more than likely I'm gonna go at least visit the old house once while I'm there because and I'm gonna try not to get emotional y'all because I know I am I'm probably gonna cry throughout this so if you don't like crying you might want to click off of this because I know how I get when I talk about this but When I go home, if I'm driving and I go to the old house, I, I refuse to forget where I started at. You know, it's like, it's like healing that younger part of you. You know, if you've ever went back and seen where you used to live and you think about the things that you've accomplished, because y'all have to imagine what it's like for me. To have went and got my car and I'm able to you know get back and forth to work and I'm driving and I go to this old house and I drive up to the old house where we never had no car you know even the small things that I accomplish in life matters just having a car and being able to get around and do things without having to ask anybody <laughs> without having to ask nobody to help me because all my mama life she had to ask somebody to help her and it just it heals a younger part of me because it's like I remember you know I remember being a kid in and and walking places or riding my bike places because I didn't have that convenience of being able to ride there you know And you kind of like, it's just motivation. And my little cousin, she's always like, yeah, I know you're going, I know we're going to the old house. Or I know you're going to go to the old house. And it's just like, you have to realize what that does for me. Like, it really helps for me to go there. Because it's like, this is where I started at. And I started damn near with nothing. like, so (sighs) fast forward to high school. High school was ass. Um, zero to two out of ten, highly don't recommend. Um, we have moved at this point from Atlanta to Kansas City. So by this point, I I hated it. I hated it. I never wanted to move there, in all honesty. Um, I I did not want to move there at all. I just, I knew that. I wasn't gonna be comfortable there. I had complained all the time. Like, mama, can we please go back home? Like, I just wanna go back home. Like, please. Because if you know, I call it the different state rate. Okay, so if you know down in the south in Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, if you'll be an eight. Like as a black girl, you be an eight in the south. But once you move to these other states on this other side, you become like a five, six maybe even less than that because the people is only interested in white girls and hispanic girls so once I moved out there I hadn't been around that many white people in my entire life so it was almost like a culture shock like I went from having one white teacher maybe I think I had two white teachers in the entire school to having one black teacher in the entire school so that was different for me and I wasn't from there so I had to figure out how I was going to fit in I had to figure out, cause and that's another thing. Like, my hair was never done because there was nobody to do it. I couldn't find nobody to do my hair. Salons was for white people. So, everything was different. Once you move to another place, you have to find, you have to get settled and figure out who gonna get you right when you get there. Like, girls, y'all know what I'm talking about. And there were some highlights. But for the most part, my friends, they was fake. Um, they downplayed me. I was, I was friends with this girl and if you know me personally, you you probably know who this girl is. But I was friends with this girl. We're going to call her Trixie. Um, She used to make me feel so bad about myself, y'all. Like, she used to... She She's the reason why I don't befriend girls that often now. Like, she would tell me I wasn't as pretty as her. She would make me feel like I just... I didn't have the pull. And at one point, she would start doing stuff that showed me like she wouldn't necessarily say it but she would do things that showed me that I wasn't I wasn't worthy of attention so like if I spent the night so before I start with that I wasn't allowed to wear makeup and wear weave when I was in school so I had I was always wearing my real hair because I didn't have a choice um I didn't really wear makeup and stuff until like the 12th grade I didn't start wearing lashes until the 12th grade so um, I would spend the night over her house and I, and you know, I, I guess she felt like she was better than me. I don't know. But even though I still had pull, I still had pull, but it was downplayed. So when I was spend the night, she would cut off my alarm in the morning and wake me up with a little bit of time to get ready. Like the bus, I think the bus came at like seven o'clock or some shit like that. And I was setting my alarm. She would wake up at like 5 15 5 30 and get ready for school I think my alarm was set for 5 45 she would get up she would cut my alarm off and wake me up when she was ready to wake me up the first time she did it, I was like okay maybe my alarm didn't go off but it kept happening and I never said nothing about it because I was very non-confrontational but it was just giving like she would wake me up with only a little bit of time to get ready and it's like this is jealous behavior like if you're If you're jealous of me, or if you feel like if I put on my best, I'm going to look better than you, this is not a friendship I need to be in. Because like I told y'all before, I'm not a competition girl. Yes, Trixie was pretty. Yes, she was desirable. People wanted to talk to her. People wanted to fuck with her. But at the same time, I never looked at her as my opponent. You see? So (laughs) anyway, y'all, she would cut off my alarm and wake me up with a little bit of time to get ready. And you never want these kind of girls. Like, you never want to think that girls that you hang around and your friends is jealous and mad about you. But whole time, they are. For no reason. Based off of nothing. Like, you can just be living your life. And bitches will be in the shadows. Mad. For no reason. Like, what? And it sounds conceited. It sounds like... I know how it sounds. But it's the truth. So, 2013 to 2014 school year was... It was supposed to be my pop-out year. It was. But I was losing my mom. I was losing my mom to cancer. So, it was taking a toll on me. And I was to the point where my mind was going all these different places except for that my mother was at home dying. Like, I didn't want to think about that. I didn't want to be around it. It scared me. I did not like that shit. So... Once she passed, I was severely depressed. Like I told y'all in the last one, I was severely depressed. And I say that to say, love your parents. Love your parents and your immediate family. Because my mama used to say all the time, because once I close my eyes, you you gonna wish you had a blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, you gonna wish you had a blank, blank. Like, and that is the truth. Like, I wish I had have did a lot of stuff. And I didn't. I didn't expect it to be so soon. And I guess, and you know, I'm, I'm clairvoyant and, um, and clairsinian and stuff. So, and I have dreams about things. So I knew I had a dream at one point that I was, I was sitting at my mama's funeral, but when I was sitting at her funeral, I was young and I think that's when I knew, and this was years before, like this was before I even found out she was sick. And so I think I, my subconscious always kind of knew like, you know, this is what it's going to be for you. But I didn't want to believe that shit. I just refused to believe it because I'm like, that was a dream. Like that shit ain't real, baby. It was when I saw myself sitting at my mama's funeral and I still looked young. That was so terrifying but it was it was true. So if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, your grandparents or anybody that you're close to, I am your sign and your confirmation. I am here to tell you, fix it, please. Fix it before you can't. Because I was never the type of person to really speak on my emotions and tell people how much I cared about them and how much I loved them. But I had, to, I had to pray over that. I had to pray over that and I had to pray for God to make me more sensitive. I've always been a sensitive, soft type of person when it came to my emotions. I just didn't express them well. But I had to pray over that because I can't continue to hold stuff in. And so I've gotten a lot better with it. But please, I... I believe I've been through things so I can share my experience and my story with others. I It has to be. The way that shit comes at me in my life and the way that shit just come out of left field for me, there has to be a reason and a bigger purpose why, why so much has happened in my life. So mend your issues with your parents, y'all, please. Because when they gone, let me tell you something. When your parent, whoever it is that you're close to, when they are gone, it's a pain. It's a pain that you've never felt in your life. It's a pain that you ain't never going to ever feel again. I hate it for people. You instantly feel alone. It's like... It feels like nobody ever cares about you again. It's like all the care and all the love in the world has been ripped away from you forever. Like it it hurts so bad. And I cry for those who haven't experienced it yet and who are gonna have to go through this one day. I'm glad I went through it. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying like, oh my mother's death. Like, no, not like that. But I'm I'm glad that it passed over for me. That feeling. That initial feeling. I don't have to feel again. Because y'all I'm telling you. That shit is going to make you. That shit is going to change you. And it's going to hurt you so bad. And I feel sorry for y'all. I feel sorry for y'all. Doing one that y'all going to lose y'all mama. Because. It's not a good feeling. And it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. So please. Please, please love your parents. Fix it with your parents. Fix it with them. Talk to them. Show them you love them. Because I didn't get a chance to be friends with my mama. You know, I'm 25 years old. Now you're supposed to be cool with your mama. You and your mama are supposed to be going shopping and going on lunch dates and calling her every day and just, just loving your mama, you know? Your is supposed to be your best friend at this point. And I don't have that. I was a teenager I was 17 years old when she died and that is for most girls that's around the time when you and your mama is at odds with each other you know you and your mama feuding with each other and you know because you feel like you're growing up and you feel like you don't need her but that's just that's just a, a phase in your life that passes but that phase never passed for me so please 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 So after she passed away, um, three years of depression later, I went to the military. Um, I joined the Air Force. I didn't want to. Honestly, I did not want to go, but I was staying with my extended family. And I started to feel like they didn't really want me there. And I was was made to feel like I was going to be worthless if I didn't go to the Air Force. Like, that's how I felt i felt like nobody was going to nobody believed in me enough to think that i was going to be able to accomplish anything else other than going or you know just throwing throwing me away to the military like that's how i felt is that i was being thrown away to the military so it took a mental toll on me as well the military took a mental toll on me but we're going to discuss that another time because that's an episode in itself. Like, that's an entire episode. But um, I got out the military around COVID time and I was scared, but I was free. Like, I was scared to get out. I was scared to do anything because I, I had been made to think that I wasn't able to do anything and that I wasn't, I just didn't have whatever it, whatever it took to be successful in life. That's how I felt. And I had resentment in my heart over that, and so it's a funny story though, because when I got out, I was speeding. I think I don't know what the um, I think I was going like ninety five in a seventy. Like y'all, yeah, I was going, I was going. Okay, so I got pulled over, and he was the officer came out. He was like, um, well, you know you speeding, right? Like yeah, you know we talking. He said, okay, so where you headed? Like what's going on? And I said, I just got out the Air Force and I'm on my way home. And he said, congratulations on getting out. And he walked away, y'all, and got in his car and left. And I was like, wow, that was confirmation for me that everything was going to be okay. Like, looking back in hindsight, like, that was my confirmation that, you know what? Like, congratulations on on doing that because, yeah, that's what you needed to do. And that's how I, you know, that's kind of how I felt. So after that, I ended up enrolling in esthetician school because I have a love for, for makeup. I, once I was able to start wearing makeup and getting into it, I, I took it and ran. I fell so deep in love with it and I got really good at it. Like I used to practice makeup all the time and people would talk shit about it. They did. They're like, oh, you always, you always putting your makeup on. Oh, why you always putting on makeup? Oh, you You don't even need no makeup. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's more than just that for me. It's a hobby. It's a skill. You know, it's something that makes me happy. It makes me happy to do my makeup. It. It's just, I don't know. It's just something that I like to do. So, I enrolled at a school. I went to Aveda. And honestly, I felt like I didn't belong until I saw other black girls there. And... I would practice, I would practice, I would keep, I would practice all the time. Like, I would go home, and even still, even after I knew I was good, like, I still practice, even now. (laughs) But, um, but girls started seeing my work, and they, they start fucking with me. They're like, oh, shit. It's a girl, um, I know now. Her name is Chanel. Shout out to Chanel. I don't know if you listen, but shout out to her. She's the first person to ever, like, hype me about my shit. Like she came to me and was like, How much is it to book with you? And I was like, like what you mean? Book with me? Like what you mean? She was like, I want you to do my makeup for my photo shoot. Like I want you to do my makeup. Like I seen your makeup like and I guess you know she's seen my stuff and I'm like, you know what? I will do it. I will do it. Cause I've been practicing long enough for years and um perfecting perfecting my craft pretty much. I'm not a professional. I don't think I'm a professional makeup artist because I haven't really taken any classes, any master classes or anything like that. I haven't had multiple clients and stuff like that, but I know how to finish a face, most definitely. So I did that. Um, That school thing, I did that. I ended up getting in a relationship, unfortunately, with a narcissist. So 2021 will forever be right now it goes down in history as the second worst year of my life like it's been probably the hardest year in my adult life that i've ever experienced like it's broken me like the end of last year december which honestly you know if you if you're in astrology you know that uh the year didn't end until April first, but whatever, so anyway <laughs> um at the at the quote unquote end of twenty twenty one i was so broken and I was just so done like i was i've been in a relationship with this narcissist, this energy vampire, and it's taken everything from me. My goals plummeted to the ground, I've lost so much, I've lost my drive, my motivation my Love for myself, my self-worth, my empathy. Like, I have lost... I'm very optimistic. I lost my optimism. All hope that I have for anything, I have lost it. I have literally been made into a person that I don't recognize. Even my best friend, like, I broke down and cried one day by myself because my best friend told me, he was like, I can't wait until you get back to yourself. Like, I can't wait until you're yourself again. And when he said that, that really hit my soul. Cause it's like, it's that obvious that I'm unhappy. Like I'm not an unhappy person. I'm not a miserable person. And being there started making me a miserable person. And it started making me look at my life in a way that I'd never have looked at it before. Like I was worthless. It was like, I wasn't, able to do anything. And I wasn't able to get away from this person who made me feel like I wasn't worth anything. And I I had to realize that that's not love. That's not somebody that I want to be around because you got to speak life into me because I I spoke life into her. I supported her through anything, through everything. I gave, I gave, I gave so much more than I was given in this relationship. And you know, I've been an open-hearted person my whole life, but I just I've never felt like this before, y'all. I've never felt like somebody just claim they love you, but the their actions just show you that they hate you. Like I've never experienced that before, and it just hurt me so much cuz it's like I don't deserve this. Yeah, I've done some stuff in my life I'm not proud of, but did I really deserve this? Like, somebody just making shit my fault and and talking shit about me and trying to make me look like I'm this horrible person when I really haven't done anything and lying on me and cheating on me and just stuff just stuff for no like taking my money using me manipulating me doing all this stuff and it's like it just drained me and I'm so tired I'm so tired I don't deserve to be treated like that and you have to leave the first time please y'all leave the first time don't get to the point where you hate a person because I don't even say that word but I have gotten to the point where I very 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 much dislike this girl I don't want nothing else to do with her. I never want to talk to her again in my life. I don't want nothing else to do with her. She has ruined my life. And I have to sit here and pick up the pieces and find myself again. And repair my life. So, hell no. So, I moved to Miami for a relationship. And I took the a huge L. Like, I took the biggest L in my life. Like, this shit hell no so i'm in miami now currently this all took place recently i broke off this shit with this girl this craziness i broke this off about three weeks ago so this is recent um so fast forward to right now i'm working on me i'm working on me i'm healing and i'm finding myself again um the first week that i broke up with her i broke up with her on a tuesday by Saturday, my skin was already clearing up, y'all. I promise you, my skin was already clearing up. I, I'm i looking better. I'm eating cleaner. I'm working a little job job right now. cause, And I really don't want to, but I'm starting up a business while I'm in school. And I got to fund this business somehow. Like, I got to fund this shit. As much as I don't want to work, I need a couple of extra dollars to push this the way I want to push it. Because I got a vision. And I was blessed with this vision. I wish I had been blessed with it before, but hey, I got it now. So I, I'm not complaining, Lord. But <laughs> I got this vision and I'm going to execute it. I'm going to get it done. This is something that's for me. I feel that it's for me. And when I don't work on it, I feel like I'm betraying myself. So that's how I know it's for me. Um, I'm in school for Sonogram, but I'm thinking about switching to real estate because I want to get into luxury accommodation. I am into luxury accommodation. I love it. I have a passion for it. And I want to also get into real estate investing. So that's cool. Um, I do have, I have my LLC, so it's already set in stone. Like it's already set in place. Like I'm going to have a luxury accommodation business and I will be working, I'll be working in that industry. Absolutely. So in closing, aside from all that, I guess my message for this episode is going to be love on your people. Um, Love on your people. Please love on your people. Never forget where you came from. I don't care how much success I see in my life. I don't care um how many people I meet, how much money I see. It doesn't. I'm never going to forget this story that I told y'all, especially about my mom, I'm never going to forget that because I have to, as hard as she went for me, like, I got to go hard for her. I have to. And I regret any time that I have wasted on other people. And I regret the things. I do have regrets. I, I wish I hadn't have wasted so much time living for other people. Um. So, yes, love on your people never move for a relationship and don't live for others you know don't live for others love on those people that want to love on you but don't live for them you do what you want to do in your life you do what makes you happy what makes you smile every day what makes you want to get up and move forward every day that's what you do because this is your life because when some shit don't work out for you that other people wanted you to do it ain't gonna affect them it's gonna affect you so live for you be adventurous and actually believe in yourself like actually believe in yourself like be like kanye like if you ain't watched his documentary go watch that kanye documentary it took me a minute to go watch it i was hesitating but i went ahead and watched it and it was worth it like believe in yourself like kanye (laughs) but for real just just believe like just know that Whatever it is that you want to do, you have to believe in yourself kind of like, like TikTok say, in a delusional type way. Like, you have to believe in yourself to the point where it don't make no damn sense to nobody else but you. Because that's the the point I'm at right now, is just believing in myself so hard that it ain't going to have no choice. It's going to work out because I said so. So, believe in you. And I believe in you. So now you don't have no choice. So I love y'all and I will catch y'all in the next one.